one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, I can. <laughs> I just can't say episode. <laughs> yeah. I can say episode. Yes, that was the way I did. Yeah. All right, apologies. Number 288 of the flagship podcast 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm joined by Melly. You are. And Stephen. Happy New Year, folks. It's, uh, mm. I, I don't know if we're still allowed to say that on the 10th or whatever it is, but Happy New Year anyway. It's good to be back, though. Keeping it going. I am keeping yeah. it going. I've got someone in particular hanging on. <laughs> they sent me the Happy New Year text, and they're not getting a reply until at least February. So I'm just going to. When gonna, it comes. When it comes. <laughs> Happy New Year when it comes. I've already said when we end up back at Celtic Park, which looks like it might not be mm. uh, for the Hibs game in a couple of weeks, then I will. Be shaking hands and saying Happy New Year to everyone. I, I struggle with the shaking hands because now because of COVID. Well, I'm going to shake hands um, and then they're doing the fist bump. Then mm. I'll change to the fist bump and they'll change to shaking hands. Oh, God, you, need to come, you need to come from afar. You don't. You don't. Don't surprise people. Like don't put out like a, a limp hand and then last minute you have to do the. <laughs> Thing, yeah. Things have gotten so bad. Yeah. Things have gotten <laughs> <Need> this, <laughs> and then they know they know what they're getting. Well, things have gotten so awkward with the handshaking and physical contact with what we've been through in the last couple of years. That someone who's watching this, someone who was editing this, thank you, Mark, mm. will know that when I met him a couple of weeks ago, uh, or a few Did weeks you try ago, and kiss him on the lips. Because <laughs> you used to do that. <laughs> but when we we'd never met, but. It, a peek behind the curtain here I had to hand him over some editing materials he went for a handshake and I put a memory card right in his hand <laughs> strictly business that's enough of your f- don't, don't Ameri- American psycho or something. enough of your fucking pleasantry I'm not here to be your friend Mark get that edited immediately um, January means it's a new year and it also means it's the year for you to support our Patreon patreon.com slash 20 minute Tim's look we don't need to do the hard sell. If you like this podcast and you want more from us, you want the games covered by Celtic fans, patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims, you can sign up there. Might as well chip in five quid, nine quid a month. Absolute buttons. You'll not even notice it coming out of your account, but it'll make you feel good and you get to enjoy more brilliant content from us, patreon.com. It does feel good as well. Let's, <laughs> let's face it, mate. Everybody feels good. Everybody Everyone wins. feels good and it helps us push the podcast on, reinvest in the podcast, all that good stuff, patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Um, speaking of reinvesting, Michael Nicholson. Oh, simmer down, son. The guy has been on the Christmas bevy <laughs> um, because <laughs> Dermot Checkbook must have smoke coming off it with three signings in. Hatati, Maeda and Adaguchi, Stephen. They come in. Nailed it, by the way. Well done. Professionals. <laughs> um, they come in very, very early. The thing that we've been saying for years on this podcast, get them in early. Ange wanted them in early so they could take part in the early trading sessions. The business was getting done pretty sharp. 
it was head spinning stuff. It was absolutely mm. bewildering because the last time, it would be two weeks ago, the last time we, we convened in this here studio and we spoke about these players because the links had become heavier and basically everybody kind of knew these players yep. were, were mm. about to join Celtic for several weeks. I think it was it was leaked in the media quite some time ago because as we've often discussed or discussed a couple of times, Japanese media don't mess about for some they reason. Don't. They don't they're really deal in that kind of tittle-tattle uh, that we do over here. So we have, basically everybody knew about it and we spoke about it two weeks ago. We discussed what we thought about the impending potential signings and then all of a sudden they were all in at the same time they were all in the door there was a couple of stories about how one was in london one was doing their medical and then mm. on new year's eve they had basically all signed so i whatever's happened to celtic and fair play to them for getting yeah. in early and not only early but it was illegal they signed them in december yeah. so yes. they can't register anymore i saw a tweet about that which was hilarious oh <laughs> crackpot's on twitter <laughs> rangers one specifically it's not like them mainly i think it's pretty obvious looking at the way that the injuries were going and how stretched the squad was and how often some players were having to take to the pitch and just pull minutes out their ass to get through games <laughs> um bodies were required yeah bodies were required and it's kind of free in at once it was all spoken about oh they're coming from Japan maybe they'll all sign it once and being a Celtic fan you're just like nah they'll no. string it out yeah. they'll leave it to the last week because they can save four weeks wages if they do that but to get them in before they're even they can even officially come in the door is tremendous they look ideal because we do need bodies but at the same time we need quality and they look quality as well so delighted with it getting in and it's not stopped since. No, no. It's, it's the first time in a while I can remember a Celtic manager. Obviously, you never know, right? Because Brendan Rodgers, he def definitely wanted Scott Sinclair. So that's an example of a, a, a Celtic manager who's pinpointed the exact player and says, go and get him yeah. for me. But in this case, you can say for sure that Ange has pinpointed four players, the four Japanese guys that have come in. Maybe one or two others, you're not sure. But these guys weren't previously scouted. They weren't brought by agents. Yeah, These are four guys that the Celtic manager went, go and get me them. And we've got exactly the players the manager wants. They're not do do da hand ones. Oh, no, they're not do do da hand. No. He'll be sitting looking at his phone, going, "What's happening?" Yeah, <laughs> he's staring like, at the window. Trying to get. not had a phone call in this for ages. <laughs> yeah, it, it's he gave us a bad on the summer. Incidentally, know, that's true. That's true. It is remarkable getting stuff done this early because we've been doing this long enough to know that this doesn't happen. No. You may get one. You may get one quite early on, but it's a. It's one of these quote unquote like debatable projects some teenager yeah, comes in or something like that early, yeah something like that comes in and then we'll probably see a little bit of flurry on deadline day so, mm. so for it to come in on New Year's Eve is is remarkable stuff from Celtic I know that a lot of that will be played into by the fact that they're coming from a completely different continent and therefore the seasons line yeah. up differently so that's probably helped yeah. in that regard they're not having to manage it around games say try to sign players from the championship to are playing about eight games a week at this time of year and all that so that obviously has helped but even before we get into the you know, the suitability of these players and what positions they're, they're going to cover and all that, to get three what looks like ready-made, at least at the very, on the surface of things, cover and or competition for yeah. places is, is some going for Celtic, yeah. You don't need to worry about what these players are going to bring. You don't need to look at YouTube clips. We pay for a scout to go and look at every player that signs for Celtic when they arrive. And that is on patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. You can check that out if you sign up. Um, we have had all these players scouted. That podcast will be out probably this week. Yeah, in the yeah. next couple mm -hmm. of days anyway, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to get a hold of that. Um, three very different players here, Melly. Uh, I think the one that people are most excited about is Dyes Maeda. Yep. Um, J-League top goal scorer. Going to be up there with Furuhashi. 
up front for Celtic we don't imagine he's going to be a player that's going to be off the bench playing an option Rio Hattati's a bit of a utility man can play a number of positions but Anne said he sees him as an attacking midfielder officially listed as a utility player which yeah. is quite unusual Aye, from Celtic they tweeted that he was a utility player one right player. behind you as well yeah Charlie of course Charlie Mc... McGrew <laughs> surrounded by a galaxy of stars <laughs> on this back wall here <laughs> yeah. Charlie McGrew black it here MD <laughs> that watched the Christmas episode will remember those <laughs> and then Idiguchi coming in he's the one Stephen I think you said before we brought him in he's the one that sort of raised your eyebrows a wee bit yeah. You'd be more interested to see what he offers I think Maeda's going to be more or less a finished article I'm expecting him and I'm excited to see him come in hit the ground running yes yeah. oh sorry, oh, sorry. I, no, did, no. I, did, I did sell you a dummy there Stephen sorry <laughs> gave me the eyes I gave you the eyes. no no I totally agree with that I, my views on these individual players haven't changed since the last time we spoke mm. about yeah. them because for obvious reasons they haven't played yet what I'm doing is I'm working from the supposition that they are going to be good and working backwards from mm. there so if we look at the type of player we've brought in yes we've we look at the the state of the squad before we did this as well and what we found out was that we can't afford to lose as many attacking players as we did in the in the one go lost Jota Forrest Kyogo and then you drop it down to Giacomacus and mm. Ajete as well. We're missing all these players at the same time. So that has at least sought to address that. And for the first time in quite a while, Celtic actually look quite stocked in most positions in the team. Goalkeeper is probably still a, a bit of an issue because yeah. we're missing Joe Hart there and we were really scraping the bottom of the barrel for, for replacements there. But across the board, look pretty good in most positions now. So... We're looking at Hatati. We'll take Hatati first, Melly. You're Hatati if anyone is, mate. Hatati muncher. If uh, he's for me, he looks like the one that's going to maybe be in competition with David Turnbull. It could be. It doesn't have much competition now because Turnbull's out for a while. But we've seen when Turnbull went out, and you're completely relying on Rogic to make something happen. It's no fair. And yeah. the same other way about. If we're completely relying on Turnbull and Rogic, isn't there? Those two players at the start of the season when we were looking at the squad we thought oh they're not going to be able to play the full season Turnbull's had injuries in the past and he saw, we weren't sure if he would have the, the stamina to play in an Ange team turns out he does and he's played most games until he mm. gets his injury Rogic as well has surpassed expectations by playing so much but that can only take you so far and we've seen that when Turnbull get injured a long layoff for him and again we're moving Cal McGregor forward we're having to bring in players that we maybe wouldn't maybe wouldn't want to do and change things around with this it gives his options in there and he looks like he's going to be that midfielder winger that can fill in everywhere and from what I've seen of him he looks good man and it's weird signing players free players and they all look decent and thinking this is going to improve us early in January yeah. before we've got any games I'm I'm uneasy at this feeling is there <laughs> something wrong what's here? the catch is that <laughs> yeah, what you're no, saying I'm just, trying just to stay on I just want to stay on Hitati a wee minute um Sort of attack midfielder Stephen makes a sort of third man runs, late runs into the box, and all that sort of stuff. Didn't, ha didn't actually score a lot in Japan, not a lot mm. of assists. But as a player that, again, this word that always comes up with a lot of the Japanese players and a lot of the, the players that Ange wants his team work great. Oh, yeah, utmost uh, importance because the chat in the summer with some of the signings was that. They, they simply just don't fit that that mould. And I'm thinking, namely, James McCarthy. Like, yeah. A lot of eyebrows were raised when saying James McCarthy because, you know, for what, for various reasons, he doesn't necessarily fit into what you've just described there, Jamie. So what I'm expecting out of these players, and I don't think it's too much of a generalisation to say that Japanese players, in the main, the ones who cross over to major European clubs are 
by and large, pretty technically gifted mm. and have that speed and work rate. I don't, I don't mean to, to overly generalise there, but, but that's, that's I'm assuming, the reason that Ange Postacoglu has identified yeah. these guys from, from that region. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what he's got because we've, at various points of this season, we've been missing Callum McGregor, we've been missing Kyogo, we've been missing key players, but what's been bubbling under the surface there has been David Turnbull has been played every single game mm. up until he could <laughs> up until he could play no longer. He basically he got a, a really bad injury and he's talked about getting maybe missing the next two months. It's maybe gone unnoticed by many that if he goes out, we've got nothing there. And no. as you say, we've got Rogic. Could you plug a gap in midfield? Yes, you could. You mm. could put Beaton in there. You could put McCarthy at a push sorrow, but it's a completely different midfield. There's no replacing Turnbull. So hopefully Hatati is that guy. What, do, what what sort of player do you want to do? What's where does the where's the gap there? Where is the player between the sort of playmaker and, and Tom Rogic and the sort of I don't know what would you call what sort of role do you, would you give to David Turnbull just an advanced full an advanced attack midfielder or something like that? Where does it where does Atati fit into this? Well, the way Celtic are playing now with McGregor and Turnbull and Rogic, when we've got everybody fit, when you look at that, the balance isn't quite right there. I don't feel. I feel like we maybe. Look, McGregor's great there. Turnbull and Rogic are both very good players and they played well together, but you just feel we need a bit more energy in there because they're, they're good players. They get about. I have no problems with how they've both been pressing, but I just feel we could do with that wee bit more dynamism, that wee bit more energy. That Sometimes it's the... What I, what I feel, sorry to talk over you, but you're sort of... Don't let it happen again. It's fine. Uh, 2022, the year of interruptions. Um, <laughs> Same as 2021. Yeah, exactly. It always goes on. Uh, it's, I feel it's like the runs beyond. I yeah. feel like when, when Rogic's on the ball making things happen, we've got Kyogo ahead of him, you know, making runs doing in the box. Thing. Doing his thing. Doing his thing. But you don't have David Turnbull. David Turnbull's no making the run beyond. He's no getting into the box. And I feel like that's maybe the sort of profile of player we're missing in there yeah I think that's exactly right that I think Turnbull and Rogic are more sort of number 10s to put it in that sort of context but Hatati maybe a number 8 where you're box to box sort of thing but with an attacking threat mm. we've spoke about in the past about when Turnbull and Rogic are on the edge of the box they're both on the edge of the box you want somebody breaking yeah. in somebody like Petrov done in the past mm. or Stuart Armstrong somebody who's going to make those runs and they'll not necessarily get goals but if he makes that run it leaves Rogic on the edge of the box to do do his things and it takes away defenders which in turn creates other space for the attack other attacking players uh, Adiguchi coming in had obviously an unsuccessful spell at Leeds that, that's been discussed yeah. to, yeah. to death and Ange says he thinks he's got a point to prove he thinks that he's, he still wants to prove himself in Europe and he's coming over here with a point to prove defensive midfielder sort of breaks things up doesn't really get forward too often he's someone that you're probably going to see at the base do you think he's coming in maybe to take the place of Soro anytime Soro's dropped in he's a upgrade on the options for Soro maybe even an upgrade in options and James McCarthy more like the sort of player Ange would want in there when it comes to it yeah I've, I've got to assume so again we'll, we'll, we've had all the, the scouting done and we're, we're going to release that soon but broadly speaking I think the reason for bringing a player like that to the club is to address the fact that we've got plenty of players in the position, but are any of them necessarily suited to what mm. we're trying to achieve with this team? I'm not convinced by it. They're Pretty good players. Good, they? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Cut straight to the point here. I was trying my best there to be diplomatic, but then Melly's actually right. He's 100% right. They're all, they're all think, fairly poor well, options. We called Soro last season. I called him undercooked. Mm, yeah. And I just don't feel like he's been more cooked. <laughs> he's basically just been left on the shelf. He's, has been, he's left been left under one of those lamps that just and dries things out. out. Nah, right, yeah, right. So, yeah what, what an analogy this, <laughs> this has been. A months-long analogy about 
Sorrow's cookedness. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Sorrow is miles off it now. He's not anywhere near the team. I think he featured a little bit against Betis, didn't he, in that dead yeah. rubber game. But he's not been not been heavily featuring in squads. And now we're starting to talk about guys like Henderson coming back, who, who's gone, gone mm. on loan. So And Shaw has come back and gone on loan. But Sorrow's still just hovering yeah. about there in a kind of no man's land of the squad. So I don't really expect him to be around much longer. He's already been linked to moves away. I think Sorrow... Is a gamble worth taking these guys on occasion, but it's just unfortunate that very few of them it's, work out these days. It's a position that the Celtic have really... Well, I mean, for the purposes of talking, we'll call it the Scott Brown position. It's a position we've really, really struggled to fill. Tried for years, yeah. For years and years and years. And one thing that we've, we've always just tried to fill it with one or two or three million pound signings. Mm. We've never went out and actually invested heavily in there. Now, I can't remember the Adiguchi fee. In fact, it might have even been undisclosed. I'm not sure what the situation was with that fee. But it, it seems like it's a, a position where we've really, really struggled to bring in a quality player that could fill that gap, someone that could hold down the position. I'm thinking all the way back, Kwasi, Soro. Yeah. These guys have came and gone. Yeah, it's probably Wanyama was the last one we mm. really could say. Mm. He was in there and didn't cost a lot, but he came in and developed very well. Scott Brown sort of overtakes him. He's the captain. He's always going to play, but we we don't quite have that now. When the Idiguchi one is a wee bit of a... Just not quite sure on it because, right, okay, depending where it is, does this mean we're going to move Cal McGregor forward, mm. which would be fine, but if not, then he's not going to play much. Cal McGregor's the captain. Yeah. His best position probably has been that number six this season. Yeah. He's looked great there and he's sort of, he's that metronome in there that makes Celtic tick and gets Celtic moving forward. We yeah. spoke about McCarthy and Beaton in there. Done okay, but just slow it down a bit. Um, McGregor doesn't do that whether Idiguchi can do that but I just don't see Cal McGregor sitting out 10-12 games between now and the end of the season for him to get games whether that means Cal McGregor moves forward happy with that but at the same time I still think his best position is number 6 mm. but happy for Idiguchi to come in if he's got a point to prove then he's got to win the place in the team doesn't because he? Who's, who are our number 6 options then? If Cal McGregor's out you're looking at McCarthy Still Soro, who's on the books. Biton. Biton's yeah. probably the first choice. And, and now Adaguchi. I mean, that's a lot of players just for that one position. You would expect at least one to go. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of those, as we've kind of been talking about, a lot of those players are there. Yes, they're they're part of the squad. They're on the books. But are they necessarily all that trusted in the, t in the team? I don't know. Mm. I think Biton has gone some way to dispelling those fears about him, you know, pulling his bullshit basically pulling yeah. his nonsenses that he does at the back well, and I think you know what we said about the graph <laughs> the, the, more, the longer he plays yeah, the, the increased more likelihood becomes, of yeah. some bullshit happening but we've got a lot of players who aren't trusted in there I can't sit here and possibly say that Idiguchi is going to be better than them because the fact mm. is I don't know what I said at the start of this was that I'm working on the assumption that they're going to be good and then you know we can deal with it if they're not but if we take that Idiguchi is going to be competition for that position then I think it probably removes McCarthy and Soro altogether and Beaton is just he's been there for 10 years basically been a utility player so he'll, he'll still play his part but if Hidiguchi is the main threat or the main competition for that position then I think that tightens things up a wee bit mm. if, it, if it's a player that but that Postagoglu trusts in there I think that's an improvement on what currently exists that's definitely the thing for me because with what we've been speaking about here Hidiguchi will be Postacoglu's man there's no doubt mm. about that we inherited Beaton and McGregor McGregor captain's going to play he's one of our best players Sorrow as well he's, just, he's barely featured unless he's had to so you can say like, you know his type of player but with Idiguchi coming in he's definitely his man so 
I like it. I, I quite like the fact that look, oh, Beaton and McCarthy can do a job. That's not enough for Postacoglu. He's going, no, no, I need these guys. And and look, Edogucci, we don't quite know the fee involved for all three of them, but it doesn't seem like a, a massive splash no, of cash. They're getting good value out, yeah. out of these players. Good um, ages as well. They're, yeah. not, they're not these like teenagers that we pick up and then they go on loan a couple of times and then disappear. These are all... You know, as much as I take into account the adaptation issues with mm. travelling to a completely different continent, a completely different style of football, they're all effectively ready-made players. 24, 25, that's, you know, you're already pretty much and, the full package. And they all seem to become with, with a point to prove. Another one that Anne said has a point to prove is Dyson Maida. He was on loan oh. in Portugal. That's the noise I made, Melly, <laughs> when, when I was listening to the scout and when I've been watching him. This guy looks... You don't want to say he looks like another Kyogo because Kyogo's come and set the header alight. We've, we've not seen anything like it. You know what I mean? We've not seen anything like the impact that Kyogo's made in such a short space of time for quite a wee while now. But uh, I'm just thinking in my head, Jota on the right, Maeda on the left, Kyogo through the middle, that's strong. Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> reminding me of Salamani and Firmino, just that sort of interchangeable. Oh, yeah, here first, folks. Yeah, yeah, really, you don't do ifs, buts, or maybe no, you're no. talking absolutes, do you? We know Jota and Kyogo are quality already yeah. so if we can get somebody in there there's there's a space up there for somebody else to come in isn't there Forrest has been in and out Johnson hasn't nailed down a place no. whoever's been in there it's always been Kyogo Jot and somebody else it looks like it's going to be Maeda coming in there and if he's top goal scorer in Japan it would have been having Kyogo going for it it's unusual for Ange Postacoglu to bring backroom staff or mm. former players but he's went out and sort of broken his own rule I don't think looking back at his career he's brought many people from ex clubs mm. with him he's done that with Maeda so I'm happy that he's judging his judgement on this because he's got it right with Kyogo he's got it right with Jota and Maeda if going by the, I know it's the YouTube thing and all the scouting we've done but looks like another superstar looks like absolute no brainer <laughs> Stephen burst a pace aggressive I mean he's like bald I had it bald, yeah. I had a look at, I, had, I think he's 5'8", but see the Works way... Looks like Derek Ferguson. The, 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 <laughs> way, the way he throws his weight about in these games is unbelievable. I, I just think, he, I don't want to say, he looks like a better Morelos. <laughs> right, right, A more okay, skillful, yeah. more pacey Morelos. You know that wee bulldog up front, you know? Well, ho I certainly hope so, yeah. Were, again, I'm, I'm trying to be careful here because it all seems so good, but then I, I have to leave that whatever 10% of my mind brain here where I'm thinking are four Japanese players going to come into the team and all settle and uh, all play the, yeah. is that almost I, impossible? I, 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 I think it is I, being realistic I think it is impossible I think we're going to see I think Maeda is going to become a permanent fixture in, in the start of the living I think Hatati's going to come in and out he'll probably play now that David Turnbull's injured yeah. and he might even take David Turnbull's place off him depending on how well he does but David Turnbull's been weighing in with goals and assists yeah, and yeah. all that recently and I think Idaguchi's going to come in and out fill in and out when required It'll probably it, be next season before we get to see the true Idaguchi yeah, yeah, that's true. in many ways Idaguchi should be the most ready one because I think off the top of my head, I think he's the most experienced international of mm. the few. I think um, Hatate is actually uncapped. A lot, there was a yes. lot of people worried. Yeah, I think a lot of people were worried that he's going to get called up for Japan very soon and he won't be available. But I, don't, I think, he, as you say, he's uncapped. I think Maeda's only got two caps or something. But as far as I know, Edigucci is more, far yeah. more experienced in that way. So he should be the one. But it's just, I, I'm only going off these hints and impressions that we got from people in the know of that yeah. part of the world who, who were kind of like oh, don't don't really know about the Eddie Gucci mm. thing so we'll, we'll see how it goes one thing that's that I'm absolutely sure about though is that it's it has strengthened the squad again oh, yeah. we, we, we take into account that 
not every signing is going to work out. That's the case with anyone, regardless of they're coming from Japan or not. We know all too well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we do. And dare I say it, Celtic have got, I think, as I said earlier, they've got options for pretty much every position. Every well, defect, because we're getting Julian back. Or Stephen, Stephen Welsh has been linked with a move away. But if Welsh stays, then I think we're looking pretty good in every position. We've got three pretty good fullbacks battling out for two positions as well. I mean, all looks good. I, I, I was having a wee look earlier. Ange could, in theory, field a starting eleven based only on players he's brought to the club mm. and it's and it's summer to January window, which is quite it's quite remarkable. I can't remember the last time a Celtic play a Celtic team have brought in that many players. Hart and goal obviously scales are a at left back, take your pick. Carter Vicker, start felt Juranovic, Jota, Adaguchi, McCarthy, Abada, Maeda and Kyogo. Start there's a starting eleven there of purely players that have come in during this manager's tenure are we going down the route of the one team for the league one team for the oh, Champions League so yes. stuff the Rangers well, one team for the league <laughs> one team for the Conference League yeah. <laughs> that, that's what we're looking at do you think really but this represents a, a change in the way that Celtic are doing the business I mean we're still linked to players and we'll come to the players we've been linked to we signed Johnny Kenny but I think he's more of a development player mm. albeit on a, on a five year deal Martin Boyle all this sort of stuff but the, the fact that we've got these players in so early different manager different CEO Ange did express in the summer that he was quite frustrated at the length of time things were taking. People assumed that that might have been someone else's fault or whatever, whatever the case may be. It looks like the club's going in a slightly different direction with these things. You know, the the, the days of the Peter Law, everything dragging on. I don't want to speak too soon. Yeah. Right? I don't want to speak too soon, but it seems like we've definitely speeded things up. We've streamlined things a wee bit. And also... Where does this leave the conversation about directors of football and all that sort of stuff? Because the whole purpose <clears throat> of a director of football is kind of to put that buffer between the manager and the board and you don't have the old school thing where the manager just fills a team with players that suit his style of play and what he wants. Then if it doesn't work out, you have to start all over again. So we all like Ange. We're all impressed, I think, with new direction. But is there an element of risk here? If this doesn't work out, that that's the wee niggle in the back of my mind here because when we're looking at these signings with Kyogo, a lot of the guys I think Ange said about Juranovic, he came in and they were after somebody else and he went, no, Juranovic is the mm. man. And then these three guys and if the Australian midfielder comes in, you can just go, well, these are all Ange's players. But long term with Celtic, things are getting done quicker. Tremendous. Ange is getting... He's been backed. I don't think yeah. we can really argue with that now. It's always he'll do well if he's been backed. Yeah, well, that was a question I was going to come to. But, yeah. yeah. But the the whole director of football thing is still niggling in the back of my mind because if Ange goes, everything goes then. Yeah. And the way we play, there's not many other managers that will come in and play this system. So you're looking at it short term. It's good, probably needed. But at the end of the day, remember when we finished at the... September, start of September we said where's the rest of it mm. nothing else has happened so you're looking at it where does Celtic go long term from here because when we lost Brendan Rodgers everything went when Neil Lennon went Peter Law went all that upheaval if Ange Postacoglu goes in a year two years does everything else disappear with him yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a weird one where we're happy things are moving forward and Celtic are doing things that they've never done before there's still that wee inkling in the back of my mind What's the long-term plan here? Because you're, the likelihood is you're not going to get another Ange Postacoglu, a guy that comes in by himself, does pretty much everything. Hmm. There's not many managers out there that do that. Yeah, I, I don't want to think about it just now, but <laughs> it, it, it is a valid concern at this point in time because you're 
very heavily suiting the the yeah. current manager and well what happens if he leaves and we get Mark McGee in for, <laughs> for example <laughs> or Owen Coyle we finally <laughs> finally pair the dream team of Mark McGee and Owen Coyle mm. in the Celtic dugout but I, I do take it into account because as much as we're getting carried away in this whirlwind of transfers and all these it's like it's like a, a whole new world has been opened up mm. to us now previously if we're going into a transfer window, it's almost like, right, which, which championship players are we going to yeah. sign this time? And now yeah. we've, got, we've got players coming in from Japan. We're being linked with players from we got a lad Iran. we Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ireland, <laughs> Ireland as well. We've got Australian players linked. Did you get that Aladdin joke? A whole yeah. new world. Did you pick up on that? It's very good. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it's very <laughs> Like... Maybe 2022, but I'm still no lost it. Sharp. Uh, <laughs> that was a belt. I should have said a lad in from Iran because I think I think that's kind of it's the manscaped effect. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all sh- we're all sharp, in <laughs> razor sharp. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's very exciting times. But as as much as we're getting carried away with this stuff, there is as Melly says in the back of the mind we're thinking are we leaving ourselves in a bit of a spot here if we don't have that that long-term sort of contingency plan what is, in place. What is the other option? If Ange, if there was a director of football in place and Ange goes, I want you to say Maeda and the director of football goes, actually, there's this guy down yeah. so, You know, it's you, you risk upsetting the manager. And just yeah. another thing, if you could spot the jokes and not have me explain them. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm concentrating real hard. That that would be, try, <laughs> I'm trying not to get caught out, not just mumbling rubbish <laughs> and uh, trying to form a point on the hoof here. I'm trying, trying my best not to get caught out. <laughs> I'm that I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls. It's time to bring sexy back in 2022 and step up your game with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to help them ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com, use discount code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. It's a new year and a new you and a new you means, Stephen? New, freshly shorn balls. Let's get it all fixed, gentlemen. It's, uh, it's 2022. Time to let go of that thatch. The read says a new you means no pubes. <laughs> More <laughs> succinct than what Stephen did. Um, so if you would like to trim your balls and have them looking lovely, uh, manscaped.com, discount code TIMS, free shipping, 20% off, manscaped.com, discount code TIMS. It, it doesn't matter whether or not we've got a director of football in or not. It, it, Ange does seem to have a strong hand in the way things are going. And another player we're like with is like Riley McGree. Mm. Just change it to McGee. Makes, <laughs> makes things a lot. It's not a real person. Riley uh, McGree. Yeah, it makes me. makes things a lot easier. Um, on loan at Birmingham. Um, I think not Middlesbrough were in for him, but they can match his wages. It seems that Ange Postacoglu again has a strong hand in this. I think the Daily Record will report, and they seem to be quite close to this one for whatever reason. That Ange took a personal interest, phoned the guy up, three million deal. Looks like it's been announced. I've been checking Twitter periodically as, mm. as we've recorded this to see if it gets announced. I think Ange gave him his first Australia cap, right. mm. uh, yeah. so that they, they know they sort of know each other there. Um, but I, I, I've got to admit, I, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, are we now getting a bit midfield heavy? Uh, I said, well, no. If you look at you look at Forest, and I, I'm including in my. Uh, Calculation here, Forrest and Mikey Johnson, but they're not really contributing, are they? Well, no, I think well, from what I've seen of McCree, he might be like the sort of Ryan Christie mode. He can play like sort of centre or out mm. out wide, mm. and I feel with I just can I just pause you? It's there's a G, and McCree McGree <laughs> McGree McGree yeah. This is going to cause me chaos. Related, related to Mark McGree, he's already oh, had a mention. Oh, did I mention Dad? <laughs> uh, I think he's. When we've been looking at this and we were getting to the January transfer window and you go, like, what does Celtic need? And then you go, well, we need this. What are we going to get? Because it's Celtic and it's going to be that and it's one guy or something, Willow Flood. Mm -hmm. But with bringing in Hatate, who is utility, and Idiguchi sort of know where they might play mm -hmm. with this guy, I think we needed two out-and-out central midfielders. And if we're getting that with Hatate and him, look, Rogic... He's not going to be able to do it all season. It's no fair on him. Turnbull's already out. Yeah. If you're moving McGregor, if it's going to be McGregor and Idiguchi, I always thought we needed these two midfielders. Mm. After the three Japanese guys came in, I thought that might be it for a while, but a week less than a week later, we're bringing this guy in. So, so you're saying there's maybe more purpose to this? We're not just bringing in players for the sake of it. We're identifying no, we need because backup it, for him, backup for him, another option here. It, it looks like he's of an age where he's going to play. He's been playing at Birmingham. Yeah. He's, he's on loan from Charlotte. Charlotte, who aren't actually playing games, so that's why he's been out on loan. So he's been playing in a decent league where he's been playing the good old British football, but he's playing a lot of games because the Championship play a mental amount of games. Yeah. So it should be a pretty seamless transition mm. for him. So hopefully it's another guy who's first team ready. And if you're maybe looking at him, you maybe probably see more of him than Idiguchi and maybe Hitati to start with if he's ready-made. The other side of this as well, what we need to take into account, despite the fact we don't know who and when, Players are going to need to go as well. Players, oh, players will yeah, need well, to leave. Well, I do have a wee note here. We're right. going to get into <laughs> right. the outspeaker, okay. but you're right. You're bang on. It, it, exactly. So if, if we take it 
if McGree is to come in, if the, all these Japanese players are to come in, we've been linked with the Iranian players. This McGree thing seems to have come out of nowhere. Yeah, it's all it's all improving the squads on the surface of things, but ultimately players are going to have to leave as yeah. well. Maybe there's a maybe there's a big sale coming. Maybe there's you well, know. that's the thing. But everybody's new, <laughs> well, so yeah. we don't really have MD two. Well, a big sale, do well, we? Well, maybe maybe it's not a big sale. Maybe it's a big, uh, when you said a big sale, I thought you meant as in everything must go. Right, okay. You know, so like numbers. Like a fire sale. Yeah, well, like a, a bit of a three or four guys having to leave. It could be what I meant was a big sale, but Melly's right, there's not really any saleable assets that aren't brand new. And we're mm. not going to be selling Kyogo in this <laughs> window. No. That's, no. that's ludicrous. So what I mean is maybe is maybe there's an unexpected one. Maybe Mikey Johnston is to go. I'm only, again, I'm not saying think, that Mikey Johnston's on his way out. What I'm saying is maybe it's someone like that. Maybe that sort of profile of player it, we've done no bad getting players out as you said mm. Shaw went on loan Henderson's went on loan but he's basically effectively left yeah. the club he's on loan until his contract runs out at the end of the season we've got the problem with Ayeti Barkas has been linked consistently Soro's been bowling linked goalie. to him moves away bowling goalies still yeah. there or thereabouts that's, that's all got to go that's the ones yeah. in it because yeah. you're looking at Barkas big fee probably on a decent wage Ayeti the same bowling goal cheap rhyming them off makes me feel a wee bit sick mm. but they've not been good enough they're taking I mean, that's up really how much did we? That's, but they were about five million a piece, weren't they? Um, we'll give or take. Eh? Yeah. So you're looking at the guts of twelve to fifteen million on guys that are, if they go, they're contributing absolutely nothing anyway. Yeah. So it's not that big a loss. And if anything, if they go, the squad looks stronger rather than weaker. But we just need these guys off the wage bill. But that's easier said than done because you need to find somebody who's going to want these guys. Who we are? Like, Do you want this dud or this dud or this dud? Like, well, that's his, that's. I mean, that's his agent's job. You think these yeah. guys' agents, particularly Barkas, must be the most miserable guy at the club. You know, he must be on his agent. Look, I was playing Champions League football before I came here. I was I was playing for the Greek champions, and no, I'm the best keeper at the club, and I'm, I'm still not getting yeah, the There's team. guys on the internet saying I'm the best keeper at the club, and I'm still going to get a game. This manager's lost his mind. <laughs> so you need to get me out of here. Um, people did think Andrew had lost his mind. We were linked with Martin Boyle. Um, three million was the quoted fee from Hibs, which and we know transfer fees are an illusion, right? right? Yeah. We know transfer fees are really an illusion based on many, many things: length of contract, what you need to do to get the deal done, all this sorts of stuff. You the know, buying and selling clubs are huge. The, yeah. yeah, the turnovers of each respective club is pretty much all of it in England now. The league and, and people are like, well, three million strong money for Martin Boyle. I'd tend to agree with that but then they've just not backed £2 million from Saudi Arabia so it's not as if they're, they're putting a tax on it because Celtic have came knocking it seems like £3 million quid is the deal if you want Martin Boyle regardless of where you are in the world I actually think Martin Boyle depending on who else we're linked with right? it doesn't look like we need a Martin Boyle type player now but I don't think Martin Boyle would necessarily have been a bad signing for Celtic given how our other wingers are performing decent numbers and, and yeah, yeah. knows the league would just come slot right knows the city would come and slot right in and sometimes just occasionally the SPFL players do okay for you and it's a player that Ange knows well deliberately putting that in a tweet so people would pull <laughs> yeah. me up but I had the receipts Ange said himself that it is a player that he knows well um, I just wouldn't necessarily be against it if it was a, the thing is I think it's putting people off is the fee see if it was 500,000 People would go, for half a million, that's no bad. But because people are saying three million, but the reality is the feed doesn't really matter. It's not coming out of our pockets. Yeah. It's not it's not coming out of our pockets, but with the way things have been going, if you had they said when we were playing games, look, Martin Boyle come in, I mean, do you know what? We need them. Just it doesn't really matter about the fee, mm. but the fact we've got these three guys in early, another one on the way by the looks of any minute now. I don't think any of them are wingers, though. I think that's the issue. Mm. Well, maybe Maeda, Maeda maybe. could play there, but then that gives us options elsewhere because 
the injuries if Forrest comes back if Mikey Johnson isn't under pressure to just perform and all that and that's up to him but with Martin Boyle I'm Martin Boyle's at, better than Peter then uh, this season he's performed a bit yeah, 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 yeah he's having he, a great season he's playing that, yeah. so that, that, that's a start for him but at his age and we've spoke about it a lot with the wingers thing as well what we're going to get a year out of him where he's going to be good mm. and for that money look that is a lot of money for a guy from Scotland happy to pay it if it's a guy like Stuart Armstrong John McGinn who you're going to get years of service out or sell on mm. Martin Boyle as soon as you buy him you're never getting half of that back because so, so it, is, it is the money it is the financials rather than well, the player yeah but as well as that 29 is he coming to the point in his career where he's going to fit in a at Celtic where the way we play with the constant pressing and all that I think it's a, a young man's game for that and also guys like Martin Boyle we see them all the time like Michael Harrell and all these guys that are doing well for teams in Scotland and then get their move to Celtic or Rangers and just can't hack it because yeah. there's or no space moved. in behind yeah. they've not got that it's, they're the main man there then they just become just another player a squad player they're not getting the game time when they play they have to perform they can't do it and is mainly the space thing because it's all about pace for him but if he's not getting the space in behind and he's turning 29 when his pace goes I don't see much mm. else for him I think the age and the fee are basically the, the main factors in this I think Boyle would probably contribute something it'd be silly to us for anyone to look at the league and say yeah but Abada's scoring goals Kyogo's scoring goals but so, so is Boyle yeah. at the same level mm. That that's not to be totally dismissed but I do take into account that he's, I think he's about to be 29 and 3 million as much as I don't care about transfer fees again you, you said for the it, most time I, they don't, it doesn't bother me that much arbitrary but it's like they were, it's only I only care when it's wasted yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, yeah. when you look at the players that don't work out you go can't believe we spent 5 million on him but if, if Martin Boyle came in and did a good job wouldn't he necessarily care if we paid 500 grand or 3 million for him I mean I would you, you would think if we went above three million into the realms of four or five million, there's probably better players out there. You could probably go to the English Championship, pick that's up a better value for money. And the guys were going from Japan or maybe yeah. an Iranian, and that. Yeah, and on the fee as well. See if Hibs can get that. They're more than oh, they're, they're more than entitled to to dig in for that fee because there's a weird and it's natural I'm not criticising but there's a weird hypocrisy when it comes to your club because we demand the top dollar for mm. players that we sell to England but also we kind of want clubs to just Bargains. give up yeah, they want clubs to give up their best player for buttons right that's kind of what we want but everybody wants that everybody wants to mm. have their cake and eat it but Hibs are well within their rights to say he's our best player he scored 15 goals if some team from I don't know the Arab Emirates or something like that wants to pay 3 million pounds, I think he's still got like 2 or 3 years left he's contract yeah, they, as well. should, they should absolutely dig in and get as much money as possible if that's the Celtic I, I just don't see it happening it has been a major story but I really don't see them paying that for a, a near 29 year old who would contribute yes but wouldn't be a major part of the team no I think if Martin Boyle wasn't Australian that I don't think the link would be there at all but at the mm. same time what was Martin Boyle got 15 goals you said something like that yeah see if he had got 15 goals but you take away that Rangers hat-trick and put it against any, any other teams do you think we'd be even thinking about um, would he be you're on saying it? he's maybe best left at Hibs and hope he scores a hat-trick against Rangers in the league game does oh, the more damage against them in the other games in any games I've seen him he's looked alright but that was the one game where he stood out mm. and it was good because it was funny because they get absolutely pumped but if you take that game away from him I'm not seeing a guy that's standing out near enough every week oh. when when I seen John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong those types of guys coming from the league it was a no brainer, like just get these guys in. Yeah. They're better than everyone around them. No getting that with Martin Boyle. I know we've had guys like Hartley and Robson that come in later on in their career, but they came in for less than a million. Well, maybe a good comparison is 
and he's the same, a similar age, and he's a striker and is scoring goals. Tony Watt is having a very similar season to Martin Boyle. Mm-hmm. He scored, I think he's the top scorer in the league at the moment. You wouldn't dream of signing Tony Watt. So, and yeah, no. we actually do need a centre forward at the moment to to kind of complement Kyogo or, and to get rid of Ayeti. Would you sign Tony Watt? No, no. Categorically, no. So, I think Martin Boyle probably falls into that. Do you know who's for sale? We could get uh, his club looking to move him on. Lauren Shankland. <laughs> did you see? Did you see those quotes? Stephen you put them in the group chat earlier I might still have them on my phone here uh, If you've, this is actually quite something if you've not seen this this is absolutely unbelievable from, from Ron, Lauren Shankland who where is he Stephen Beershot Beershot yeah, Belgium yeah. Beershot who did we buy from Beershot Wanyama was that Wanyama yeah he said um, we got a day out at the start of the season people go out here to socialise and just have a couple of glasses of wine back home it's about how mad you can get as quickly as possible <laughs> that's probably the bit you miss the most <laughs> The crack you get in the change rooms as well. Maybe my banter is just bad because they don't understand it. But there are language barriers all over the place. Lauren Shankland here shocked that foreign <laughs> people speak foreign languages at their work. Uh, Scotland has always been brilliant and I've been lucky enough to have great change rooms. Maybe one day I'll be back in amongst them. Then I'll not miss it as much. He's uh, just, I know when you say players have failed to settle. You know, players come from foreign countries to Scotland and they fail to settle. It's usually because the booze culture isn't they strong enough for aye, them. Aye. <laughs> Can't have a right good piss up here. It's crap. <laughs> oh, I want to go back to Italy. They don't they're not laughing at any of his jokes. They're not getting pissed. <laughs> Unbelievable I hasten to add that he has moved to Belgium Which is about an hour away on, on a flight yeah. <laughs> It's about an hour fell in there or something like that He hasn't moved to a village in Mozambique or something like that Still as rad than go to China is it? <laughs> no exactly So that, there's, there's Scottish football for you yeah. that, It does give you an insight into some Scottish footballers mentality It's a Scotland international uh, there They don't get mad with it enough yeah. in Belgium So He moved from Dundee to, yep. to Belgium Yep and, he, and that's too much of a culture shock for him because there's no enough bevying. Um, he could just take up, take eating up, take up eating chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Like Lee Griffiths has done. <laughs> um, speaking, of, speaking of Dundee, they, they, Dundee want to send Lee Griffiths back. Celtic went, no, listen. <laughs> hey, you, you, switch you, the phone off. Yeah, you, you break it, you buy it. They don't want anything, they don't want anything to do with, with, Lee, with Lee Griffiths anymore. I think... Um, there's a lot of vitriol towards Lee Griffiths on the internet and that's just the way Twitter is that's just the way social media is you need to be absolutely furious about things to get people to notice you most of the time or you could be just good looking and funny like us <laughs> Um but what, what happened with Lee Griffiths is I think Melly he just Celtic just held on to him too long yeah. this, this was always going to happen to Lee Griffiths he was always going to get unfit a bit bloated and, and chuck it but there's a massive part of Lee Griffiths' Celtic career where he was a tremendous servant for us tremendous striker we should have just let go of him and it, 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 that lockdown more or less did it. He, he, he couldn't, he didn't have the mentality to train on his own and look after himself. Lockdown, the lockdown training and all that, the training regimes that he didn't stick to behind closed doors, that more or less killed his Celtic career, didn't it? Yeah, it did and it, again, it's a Celtic's fault here. We were never prepared for life without Lee Griffiths no. because we were always worrying about selling the guy ahead of Lee Griffiths. Like, Griffiths was another guy despite being a good player when he did play in a goal scorer they rely on him he'd no. one one good season that he's still hanging out of isn't he's just like that 40 goal a season strike and it just gets further and further it, to be fair year. I don't think that's him he doesn't do a lot no. of talking about that but a lot of 
Celtic does and the internet will remind you every chance they get that he had a 40 goal season if only yeah. if he had one of those t-shirts on under his shirt that wasn't about a current goal scoring achievement like remember Ian Wright did it back oh, in the day 187 yeah. goals he just pulled up his top and it said 40 goals 7 years ago <laughs> under he, his he could write it from side to side he would need 2 lines <laughs> I'll just say 40 goals 7 years ago <laughs> 40 would even be, would be written out yeah. the, the guy the guy Celtic Stop fat shaming <laughs> Celtic should have let him go at the start of the season it was again that desperation yeah. And we gave him and Ralston the Ralston things worked out well but we were just like we need bodies in here and that was Celtic's fault again but at the same time like talking about Lawrence Shankland he's got a long way to go in his career but with Lee Griffiths like, we, could, we telegraphed this a long time yeah, ago yeah. when Brendan Rodgers came in and every, the standards up, up to Celtic Dembele came in Yes, he was still a good player, but he was getting these niggly injuries all the time, and there was Brendan all those. Rogers spoke about it, didn't he? He yeah, told them he'd buck up his ideas publicly more than once. Yeah, and you're like, how is this going to go when Brendan Rogers leaves? And Lennon got a tune out of him for a while, but that goes as well. It's not. It's not always down to the manager. It's down to the player. He well, is a professional footballer, but, but he's more of a footballer than professional. Well, that's I'm not really. That's why I don't really hold it against Lee Griffiths because Lee Griffiths, he, he is what he is. And you need to re- you, to get the best out of Lee Griffiths. He needs micromanagement, and there's only so long that's there's only so much fuel in that tank yeah. at the Celtic level. Yeah. So you, this is what I'm saying. Like Lee Griffiths hasn't suddenly decided to become unprofessional. Lee Griffiths always kind of was unprofessional, or unprofessional is really harsh. Lee Griffiths's level. Yeah, Terminix T kicks at the side of the pitch. That's so it. Like. You know, Lee Griffiths' <laughs> level of professionalism wasn't always where it needed to be. No. Right, and that was always the case. Maybe for the day he walked in the club. But we've, we, ran, we ran that tank dry and we should have just let him go maybe two years ago. Nah, there, there's loads of stories from his early career about how eating McDonald's breakfast on his way to training and all that. Those stories Ronnie are Ronnie Dyla informed ah, him about Lucas Aid. Ronnie Dyla told him Lucas Aid wasn't good for you. <laughs> I mean, that, it was he's mid-twenties at that point. It's, I'm just looking forward to it just being over now yeah. and we can just stop talking about him because it, it, it's do just... You a, worry though that every, do you worry that everyone associated with losing the league last year bar Callum McGregor, regardless of what they did before, just gets completely flamed nah, completely nah. torched Griffiths I, is different but it's, it's again the the wasted talent thing isn't mm. it we can but tell there's 30, a player what? he's not 21 he's 31 but he, sh- he should have been playing last season he should be playing this season if he mm. had kept up what he was doing he chose not to he chose to let Celtic down again and again and that's when you're getting to it Like he fits in perfectly Dundee though doesn't he with like the Charlie Adams and the, the Motley crew, he doesn't huh? even fit in there but he's not even playing regularly well, that's it, and that, 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 where does the guy go from here like Lennon said last season you told us that he, he'll not be a professional this time mm. next year and look he's a professional because he's got a contract but not playing he doesn't look like a professional like, where does the guy go from here because that's Dundee bought me the Kelly league Hearts or something Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe will be. He'll have, he'll still have pals in the game. It'll get him a gig somewhere, but it's not going to be at the top level. But I don't think he is necessarily associated with last season because I think he's got a, enough distance from it that yeah, I, I don't even think about yeah. him being in the yeah. team last season. But there's there's certain off-field stuff that I don't really want to get into that's associated with Griffiths as well that people were incensed by and mm. still are today. So I, I think it's just. It was. It was right that he. A, he's, he, I feel like you're saying it's a sorry episode that needs to come to an end. Yeah, really thing. that's exactly it. And, uh, and on that note, we will speak to you next week. <laughs> a sorry episode that needs to come to an end. Uh, Henderson, Stephen, one of your former guys, mm, um, yep. unbelievably made his debut in 2018. 
seems like well, f- well it doesn't seem like four years ago Elliot was <laughs> four years ago that's how maths works uh, he's he's left the club a lot of, <clears throat> I saw some criticism a lot of criticism for him not being given a chance sort of stuff but See any player of that ilk that leaves Celtic very rarely does it come to back to bite his nast, does it? I mean, the likes of Dylan McGeox and all this sort of stuff, they, they, yeah. they, they're not playing for a reason most of the time. Yeah, Rogers, Lennon, now Postacoglu all don't play the guy unless it's necessary. Mm. It's, it's not about being given a chance. We always speak about it. You earn the chance. He's in there. He had times when Celtic were decimated with injuries and he still didn't play. Nothing against the guy. He came in. Live the dream, done better than me. He's became a professional player. He's played for Celtic, scored his first goal for Celtic recently. Did he do this though? Oh, Absolutely not. Probably what spurs him on to be a professional footballer. <laughs> exactly. But like the guy's just, he's not up there to be Celtic. And there's nothing wrong with that because no. so many players will come through at Celtic, make their debut, and just not quite make it. It's not, it's a hard thing to do. There's so little Celtic players that come through the ranks and go on to have careers at Celtic or leave Celtic on to bigger, better things. There's very few. And look, the guy's given his all. It's just not what to do. Oh, just an, oh, Celtic have posted a, a Twitter update. Oh. An update here. Get an online life insurance quote from <laughs> Celtic Compare and you won't be just getting a great deal for you and your family. You'll also enter the Celtic Rewards Club for your chance to win amazing hashtag Celtic FC prizes every month. Get an online quote now and it is... There's a picture of Kyogo in it. I don't know. If Invoice them for that, by the way. <laughs> if, that's <laughs> weird, if, that's weird, if that's where Kyogo gets his life insurance. Um, see, see on the getting a chance thing at Celtic, this is a, a topic that comes up time and again, and we've had the discussion many, many times on, on the podcast, but what I would challenge people who say that kind of thing to do is realise that it's easy to say that such and such player was never given a chance. Ewan Henderson was never given a chance. Uruguide should be given a chance. But you have to realise that that has to come at the expense of another player. So who? Yeah. So how, yeah. what does that look like? Do we take out David Turnbull from the team and play Henderson for 10 games in, on the off chance that he is better than Turnbull because you're handicapping yourself there potentially because Turnbull is a very good player and we know that and we're signing players to augment the team and meanwhile we've got this guy who doesn't quite fit and he's maybe not quite at the level but people will, are unwilling to let go because he has, quote, hasn't had a chance. It doesn't really make sense yeah. practically yeah. because it, ultimately Celtic need to win games. You have to balance that. Yes, they do need an opportunity but see, to be honest, see if you're good enough, you will play. Look yeah. at Kieran Tierney. The guys who stand out at a certain age almost certainly will play. Ralston is a bit of a red herring in this because he was earmarked very, very early on and he fell off a wee bit yeah. and, and it took him a long time to prove again that he was worth playing. He wasn't a guy who just floated around, never been picked. He was picked at 17, 18 years old and it took him a long time to come back and actually prove his worth. So I, I, I don't think it's worth hanging your hat on the Ibert Ralston get a chance and yeah. look at him now. So, so many players will just fall off and as you say, will never it, come back to bite us in the arse. It just happens all the time. And that's a strong do. move. That's a good move oh, for the boy. It's a strong move. Great move. Good, yeah. good manager. In there with uh, Sean Maloney and Gary Caldwell, who uh, they're our, they're up next, aren't they? They're our next yeah, they're our next yeah. home game in the delayed fixture. That's actually by the way that home game is next Monday, yes. isn't it? So we'll be releasing this podcast next Tuesday. So we yeah. won't be doing the podcast. Won't be doing the podcast on the Monday. We need to get back to winning ways in the league, Melly. We've had our break. We've had the transfer windows coming and going, and the transfers in and out, and all that sort of stuff. But the focus has to return to football. Has to return to league football. Has to return to closing the gap on them. It does, and look, the Hibs game, the Alloa game was a nice one to kick off because you're like, Alloa, we should beat them. Mm. Hibs won with a new manager coming in. You're just like, oh, what players are we going to have back? But can't wait for the football to start again. It's going to be good. 
we might get to see one or two, two new guys. We need to get back in the stadium, don't we? I mean, it's looking unlikely for yeah. the Hibs game, but we need to get back in the ground. But the one thing, we can talk about all this, fans, players, new signings, bottom line, we need to win. Yeah. We, we need to yeah. win and we need to go on a, a winning run now that closes the gap because we're going to have to get to the point if Rangers aren't dropping points elsewhere, we're going to need to beat them. So we need to get ready for that game whilst winning our games until then. All while assimilating brand new players into the team yeah. and, and seeing how they get us on a chance. <laughs> exactly. So we all he might be, now that I've said he won't come and beat us, <laughs> yeah. you know exactly what's going to happen. He'll not be able to play back, will he? Really? Right. We'll just we'll wait wait he's on loan. Wait till next season. Of course, he's on loan. Wait till next season. The brat backs us definitely. Who was that guy? The Norwegian guy that played up front, scored against John Berger. of course. Larson's. Larson, it's been happened so many times. Henderson's going to be added to that, that illustrious list. Berger's one of these players you forget play for us entirely. <laughs> I, I saw, um, so who I've forgotten his name already. The boy from I knew that he's on loan at Rochdale or something, Rotherham. We were talking about Liam, Leo, Leo Connor, Leo, Leo Connor, Tranmere. Tranmere. Yeah. Tranmere. I saw, I saw you Leo. only remember Berger because he scored against yeah. us. You don't remember <laughs> what he'd done for Celtic. Unbelievable. I saw Leo Connor. Like, God, I completely forgot that guy played for us. Kundai Benu in the paper. Oh, forgot he played for us as well. He's at the African Cup of Nations yeah, at the moment. Yeah, what a turnaround. He's playing his football in Iceland or something at the moment. Anyway. We have reached the end of this podcast, oh, I well, think. You mean we, we're not getting a chance to discuss the shock links with Cesc Fabregas? That <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Nicholas. Saying Celtic should... Saying Cesc Fabregas would fancy taking his wife and four or five kids or how many kids yeah. he's got? From Monaco. From Monaco? <laughs> to Celtic Park. For, for, for one-eighth of the yeah. wages. From hey, Monaco... Get an EBT in there, we're uh, fine. Uh, from Monaco to Mogai, Cesc. <laughs> you fancy it? Listen, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Melly, have you got any final thoughts? No. Stephen? Also no, no. No final thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching this on um, YouTube, please subscribe, like, leave some comments and stuff. Help us out with the algorithm. Um, if you don't already, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It allows us to produce this wonderful podcast that you see here yeah, in front of you. stuff up in the wall as well. <laughs> yeah. That's not free. <laughs> Look at the size of this plant. Do you know how much food this plant takes? Um, so all that sort of good stuff. But most of all, just thank you for listening. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.